Welcome to a new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. I don't know if it's New Year's resolutions or what, but I'm hearing a lot of people taking different approaches on how to reduce their social media consumption. People are setting timers, deleting apps, or just completely ditching their phones. In this episode, we will talk about social media habits and how we each approach them. This is not necessarily a software engineering topic, but continually it shows up around our careers. Let's uh, dive into uh, introductions. Shirley, you want to start it off? Hello, uh, Shirley Wu. Uh, recently graduated from art school, software engineer, uh, data visualization designer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Augustus. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I have some news today to share. I was one of the folks who was impacted by the layoffs at Twitch. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of a bummer. Um, so I'm kind of exploring options right now, but I am still me. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. And, and we all know that you're going to land somewhere great, Augustus. So yeah, if, if you are hiring, I know a great engineer that is currently looking for a new role. So you can definitely reach out to Augustus. Jem Young, engineering manager at Netflix, and you should hire Augustus. He's, he's great. I will provide a full character reference for him <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it right now, live on a podcast, right? Like that's, that's, that's right. That's perfect. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Burgess, the host of Front End Happy Hour. All right. Uh, before we start with the topic, I also wanted to bring up that uh, we've been asked many times to do video for our episodes. So in 2024, we have now officially started recording video and publishing on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. You know, that, that seems to be the cool thing to do is uh, subscribe to different things on YouTube. So you can find us there at Frontend HH. All right. I figured as a good way to start with this episode around social media is I want to know what you all are using for platforms. Like what's your go-to ones? What are ones that you just like, you know, maybe guilty pleasures, all that. I'm very curious. I, I guess before we like dig too deep into that, like what, what do we consider social media? Because I feel like, like is Reddit considered social media? I like, I feel like we people typically are like Facebook, Twitter slash X or what, or whatever it's called now. Um, like what do we consider social media? Yeah, that's a good question, Augustus. I mean, I, I consider Reddit social media. I mean, you're connecting with people, you're having discussions. I mean, I guess like is a forum social media. Yeah, I think it was the early social media. So I think pretty much anything that kind of fits in that category, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, uh, I think a, a bulk of those. I'm probably missing some too, okay. some more niche ones, but I think that covers them. I, I will say uh, I primarily have been on Reddit a decent am amount for like my news and like whatever communities I decided to join, like I have ways to like organize them. But I have more recently have had an unhealthy obsession with TikTok. Um, it, I, you know, I was a hater. I, I'm just going to be honest. I was such a hater. I was like, nah, TikTok is not for me. It's like, I'll never use it. And then I just, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And it really, really got trained on what I like. And yeah, mm -hmm. I've been using it a lot. It gets trained too quickly. I think that's part <laughs> of the problem too. It's just like you go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and you're like, wait, I've been doing this for two hours. Like what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny because with TikTok, I think I was on it for like a month during the pandemic and people are always like, wait, how'd you go away or get away from it? And it's funny because they got trained really quickly. But what I was interested in was such a niche that they ran out of content for me. <laughs> the niche was like arts and crafts, but like very specifically, I think I was really into like resin stuff at the time. And I think like polymer clay stuff. Um, and also I wanted like media arts stuff. And then after a month, like they just kind of stopped having new stuff for me. <laughs> I feel like there's probably some updates now by that point, surely. Probably. Yeah. But but I also uninstalled TikTok and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the <laughs> and and also by now I feel like a lot of people also upload their TikToks to Instagram and also YouTube. I try really hard to stay away from YouTube shorts. Like I know that I am desperately procrastinating if I am going on YouTube shorts. That's how I know. 
Um, but I think that, uh, to answer your original question, Ryan, about what social media, I feel like for the longest time for me, it was twi- twi- Twix. I was about to say Twitter and Twix. Yeah, Twitch. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I feel like that's how I met a lot of you. That's how I met a lot of my friends, uh, like in my, um, post, uh, college. And I feel like for a good number of years, it was, I like to now describe it as the corner I was in was a really fun house party with like the people that I really enjoyed being with um, and trying out like other like the Macedon and like Blue Sky feels like now it feels like I have to be at like five different house parties at the same time. But like also they're all not really like bumping. And so yes. I'm just confused. <laughs> um, and so recently I've just been on Instagram. And uh, Instagram also really knows me because I'm like, I'm like gonna use my Instagram. Like I'm gonna be a serious artist and um, follow all these artists. And Instagram is like, no, no, we know what you really are. Um, and we're gonna show you uh, capybara reels, uh, uh, <laughs> and food in New York. So that's that, that. These days, it's Instagram. Jem, how about yourself? I I actually try to use social media as little as possible, but it like it's like inescapable in a way, which is dumb because I know you can just quit it. But kind of like Shirley was saying, it, it has been beneficial for like career, meeting friends, making connections. So there's that aspect. But anyways, we can get more into my feelings on social media. Uh, what I use primarily. If I had to pick one, maybe Twitter, but like I, I almost never post. I don't know why I have followers. Uh, I, I never post anything. I mostly retweet. Yeah, I, I uh, have a lot of followers for some reason. Not a humble brag. I have 24,000 followers. I don't post. I don't post anything. But I think the, the retweeting, I think, is also like I've been thinking about this a lot. And maybe we can talk about on it later. Is like um, there's just as much value in curation as there is in original content, I think. Um, but So Twitter, I guess, for scrolling. But I, I really don't scroll that long, and I don't follow that many people on purpose just so I don't get sucked in anything. LinkedIn, I guess. But again, I, I don't post much. But I, everybody tells me like LinkedIn is like where it's at now, and like Twitter X is not where to be. Like I've heard that from multiple people, like people with big followings. It's like LinkedIn has much more engagement and it's like better quality engagement. Again, I don't post. And probably my long-standing one, I don't know if this counts as social media, Hacker News. Like I read a fair amount of Hacker News. Not not social media, just a forum. But it's like just good random nerd stuff that has been consistently high. Like the moderation there is fantastic. So those are probably my my top three. Don't have Instagram. Much to the chagrin of Ryan, who always gets in my case. I've ever been on TikTok. Yeah, I guess I'm the old man yelling at clouds here. But still, I still don't like social media. It's like too much. You know, Jem, I give you a hard time on it. But at the same time, I'm like, don't, right? Like, it's it's like one of those things. Like, you're not, you're likely not missing it in your life. Obviously, you're not because you're like, yeah, I'm not on there. And I think it can have those negative side effects where you do get sucked in and it's like, wait, I'm just wasting time. And it's, I don't think you necessarily feel great about doing that either. Like that's what everyone says is like, oh yeah, I just spent so much time on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. So maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're smart by not doing it or not even just like diving in. For me, I think like, if you asked me this, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something, it probably Twitter would have been my like top one that I spent the most time. Like, you know, if I was grabbing my phone, that's what I would, you know, load up. I don't find that I'm going on there as much. Uh, same with you, Shirley. It's like, you know, there's now there's just I liked what you said. There's so many parties, but like n- not everybody's there. So it's not that exciting. Like there, we didn't even mention threads. Like there's, you know, oh, Facebook right. decided, right? Like. <laughs> There's I like forgot about that. There's like Blue Sky, there's Twitter, there's uh Mastodon, there's Threads. I'm probably missing some other niche one that, you know, there's probably a few others, but those are the main ones that come to mind. Uh, they're all kind of that like text-based social media. I think, you know, Twitter was amazing. I I still 
have fond memories of it. It has definitely gone do- downhill. I think also that people left, right? Like, even if it wasn't going downhill, they all decided, you know, I'm a Blue Sky fan, I'm a Macedon fan, and, you know, everyone just kind of diverged. And, and that kind of sucks because you're you're missing that uh, community. Uh, so definitely not as much there. Instagram has always been one that I like just kind of kill time. Um, I do like watching a lot of the reels uh, on there or even just different photography content. That's pretty much what I see when I'm on there. Graffiti, tattoos and photography like that. If you looked at my feed, that's what it would be. No surprise there. And then I have been finding since I have uh, not been working as much. I'm not doing this so much at like even during the day, but YouTube videos like I feel like I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to do this. So I'm like diving into YouTube videos more. I haven't got sucked in the shorts, surely that like I, I see them there. I definitely do. I've been posting more to YouTube as well. Like I'm doing more with like drone videos and I I feel like YouTube looks the best for it. I'll post them to TikTok and Instagram, but I feel like YouTube is where it's at. So um, maybe that's my new one that's starting to suck me in. I'm not sure, but uh, haven't got down the shorts road yet. I just realized we didn't, there's also like Twitch and other, like those, because I, that, I I was on there for a year or two. Uh, your YouTube reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah, Shirley, I remember you diving on that one. That was like <laughs> when we first met. Like, I totally remember that, too. Yeah, Twitch is definitely a good example. Augusta is very familiar with Twitch. Great company. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. What? No, 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 no. Twitch is great company. It, what's, what's actually really interesting is like, you know, depending on the platform, you know, like, Twitch is like live streaming. And then like, I I realize there's like certain social media platforms for very specific, you know, what they focus on. Like, um, I I feel like I think designers have a special gated invited only place. I, I, I I forgot what it's called. It's like invite only for designers. But there's like tons of small social media apps like that, that are like very focused on one thing. And they do it very, very well. So it's just kind of fascinating. That actually reminds me, um, I guess you can also consider dating apps social media. Because I've also heard of people finding friends on dating apps. And like, and and what Augustus just said reminded me of, I've also heard of like highly exclusive dating apps where you have to like earn a certain amount of money and have like a certain amount of education. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, but I was actually also going to add something I forgot to mention earlier um, is to your point, Ryan, about like with YouTube, like the drone videos and you're really enjoying like, yeah, I think to both Ryan and Augustus point, um, like each platform f- feels like there's something that works really well on there and like YouTube being like longer form content or I know that the reason why I started being fascinated with Instagram is because of the reels and their short form content and how people tell stories within the minute or two. I'm not a big fan of shorts only mostly because I feel like they're training me to have even less attention span (laughs) than I already do. But I do really admire like people that can really fit a whole story within the 60 seconds. Um, and I've been trying, uh, I'm shit at it, (laughs) but, uh, that, and also, um, one of the reasons why I stopped posting on Twitter as much, um, is because I realized that, uh, there's a lot of things I wanted to share and talk about that just like wouldn't fit into 280 characters, right? And then when you like start to, thread them is that is that where threads got their name like when you start like i don't know what the terms are anymore but like when twitter you you will like do the reply chain even those feel really awkward and surprisingly i'm not a fan of substack but i have been more and more of a fan of like newsletters as like long form like information sharing and updates and um i'm now subscribed to like a few that's like just daily or weekly some amount of content um about tech or art or media or some amount and that's that's why i've been thinking a lot about like oh um not everything we share have to be original content 
um, some of these are just like aggregating really useful resources from across the internet. And, um, and I think about this a lot also as someone that, um, has to find clients somehow. And for the longest time, Twitter was my big source of how people found me. And now that that's gone, <laughs> um, I've been trying to figure out how to replace that. Um, and arriving at a conclusion that maybe I just don't bother <laughs> replacing the social media. Maybe, you know, we've talked a little bit about this too. And Shirley is talking about that, but like what you're using it for too. Like Jem mentioned, like he's mainly using Twitter just to digest or like, in, you know, read content, not necessarily posting new content. You know, I mentioned like, yeah, like I'm leveraging YouTube and TikTok and Instagram for more for like video content that I'm just like playing around with and doing. But yeah, like what are you all finding like use, like what are you using social media for? Is it just consumption or is it like I do want to share things as well? I guess that kind of depends on what you're hoping to get out of the platform. Um, actually, I think a few others um, we kind of missed was like Stack Overflow and GitHub. Like, do do we consider those like social media? And I, I personally, I personally used to do a lot of Stack Overflow and GitHub. And the purpose of that was, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I wanted to build reputation on that platform, and then you know, I felt it would help my career. And also, you know, it was a good way to learn, too. So I, th I feel like it really does depend on the platform. Like for for Reddit, I just like comment whatever, you know, hope hopefully I do. I'm actually like somebody might find my Reddit account and be like, oh, my God, Augustus like posting the most random stuff, you know, but I'm, I, I'm an open book. But then for like TikTok, I don't post anything. I literally I'm literally a consumer. I am like eyes to content. <laughs> That's fair. Augustus, I mean, I love what you said, too, is like, you're like, oh, I wanted to do that to help my career and learn. I like the learning part, too. As you had done that for a while, I know you're not doing it as much. I mean, you probably got busy and, you know, that comes at the cost of something like that. Did you feel as though you did learn from it? And did did it help your career? It's hard to say, because I don't think I've ever had a recruiter say like, wow, I saw your Stack Overflow and it just blew my mind. Like, <laughs> so it's hard to say i'm sure i would like to think it got someone to raise an eyebrow and say okay this person might know something but actually i'm so sorry i have to go on a quick rant because stack overflow reputation means absolutely nothing one of my <laughs> highest rated i i swear i, I have ten thousand reputation on stack overflow but my most upvoted answer is literally like how to amend a commit like like how do you write a message or how do you no 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 it was how do you quit out of amending a commit and there was already an accepted answer i found another way to do it and everyone was like oh my god this way is so much better oh i love you you're so amazing oh, you know and it's like does that make me an excellent engineer like absolutely not so sorry that was i mean rant. i think what it means is that you answered a question people see value in it right i mean okay, git is one that i will admit i google often like not you know the typical like you know git add and commit and everything but there's certain things that you're like wait how do i like how do i do that one thing that i only do you know every month or two so there are those things where it's just easier to look it up than trying to figure it out and that's probably what you did with that and so that's helpful so I don't think it makes you necessarily a strong engineer, but you're you're providing value. For sure. Well, I guess my takeaway is if you're a recruiter or hiring manager, like that reputation isn't really supposed to. I, I yeah, there should be more signals here. You should be looking at. Sorry. OK, rant over. Rant over. Fair. Fair enough, Augustus. <laughs> Surely do it yourselves. For me, it's kind of sharing sharing the content that I make accidentally. Like I, I don't consider myself a content creator and, and but like I I do have content somehow. Like I was on a podcast uh the other week talking about hiring because someone invited me to be on a podcast or I've been on panels because someone invited me to be on a panel. But I don't I'm not like Ryan uh, who like deliberately makes good content. But I do have content so I like to share it out when I can. So that's kind of what I use social media for. And, and just connecting to other people 
following my friends uh, is is also helpful seeing what they've been up to um, i think twitter has been helpful for that like watching a progression of people i've known for many years progress from software engineer to engineering manager uh, like a few people are going through that journey the same as i am and we can share some of that is helpful as well um but yeah it's kind of it's i hate to say it's like all career stuff i don't do social media for fun like i don't have a reddit account or uh, i don't play on discord or anything like that it's kind of all it's all related to the tech somehow <laughs> hence my feelings on social media maybe uh maybe i'm too too connected to it and it feels like work like not mm-hmm. fun so that's fair though you've you've had this like purpose for it like it to me it sounds very purposeful um first like yeah some of us are like yeah i just sit there and scroll on tiktok for hours because who knows why um but like i like what yours is maybe just more purposeful and it's for work and you're like that's that's what i do so um i don't think there's anything wrong with that I find that really interesting also that like Twitter, for example, I think started out as like just a place for you to randomly post things. But the way that I remember that my first tech meetup I went to in 2012 or 2013 and everybody was like, um, do you have a Twitter handle? And I was like, um, 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 and then and then that became a way of like instead of I mean, I guess I don't know if we ever exchanged business cards at tech meetups, but um. I don't know, do we? But like, instead of exchanging uh, business cards, that it was like Twitter handles, and that that, and I think because of that, I think Twitter, like like Jem is saying, Twitter has come to feel more like work, um, because. At some point, I feel like it transitioned. I think the the point at which it transitioned for me was when I decided to go off on my own and uh, take on client work. And I think at that point, something switched where I feel like before it was just a place I was like for fun sharing side projects I was doing at like, you know, on while when I was at a full time job and it was just like things I found that was fun or things that I found was helpful for my work or um. Or just like talking to people I met at meetups, but like on Twitter. And then at some point, I feel like over the years, um, I do feel like maybe this also came hand in hand with also not a humble brag as to Jem's point of like, at some point, my Twitter audience did grow a lot. Um, And I feel like I, I think coupled with that it made me feel like I needed to be more like careful with what I posted. Um, and it felt like um, it needed to be more curated and it needed to like, I put out stuff about what I'm involved in, but then after a while it felt kind of like people were reaching out to me, expecting me to post. Like, for example, if they invited me to do, to do an interview or something, it kind of started feeling like I was expected to then, um post about it or like they never would verb like say it out loud or anything but like i would feel they would be like oh so i put it up and like here's i i tweeted about it or i posted it on linkedin um and then it it would feel like i was kind of expected to yeah like share it also or write about it and i feel like all of that started to suck out the enjoyment of it for me um and and i feel like it was like maybe too three years ago where I just like got really burnt out from it. And I think in the two years that I've been in school, I barely posted. Um, my Twitter is like dead. There's like, I don't think the algorithm likes me. Um, I paid for what's that called? Like the Twitter blue or whatever. Um, I've uh, paid for it for a few months to see if uh, anything will happen. Nothing has happened. Um, and so as actually part of like m- my trying to think about what I would like to concentrate my time on going forward, like into the new year, um, that's when I was like, I think that like Twitter still has a place, special place in my heart, uh, but I don't think it's like somewhere that I'm going to be spending that much time on anymore. Um, And I do feel like in a similar way, like Instagram feels kind of similar to me of like, we started out posting on Instagram just for fun, like with like wacky filters about things like coffee that we took a photo of that day or something. And at some point, like artists and designers are like, no, 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 we're going to make this place goddamn beautiful and everything is gonna look like it's so highly produced and you need to have like a expensive camera i don't know um and 
I think that also makes me feel really scared about posting to like your Instagram wall. Is it called like the, like it needs to be beautiful. Oh, your profile needs to be beautifully curated and professional. And I feel like all of that has like sucked the joy out of all of that for me. So I guess what I'm trying to say is nowadays, um, sometimes I'll post on stories because that feels fun still. Um, but mostly I just scroll. Um, and that's how I find good restaurants in New York. Instead of Google Maps or Yelp, <laughs> I find it through Instagram now. I like so much of what you said there, Shirley. Like, I think that there's these, like, for me, what I liked, even what you're saying about the early days of something like Instagram, I think Twitter fits that for me too, is you get that, like, bit of quick feedback from people and like they're, you're able to get inspired from others. Um, and it didn't feel like a chore. It, there was that enjoyment side of it where it's like, you're like, yeah, cool. I can follow people that do amazing work that I, you know, I find great. And I want to see that work now it's changed so much too, because of the whole algorithm, right? The algorithm shows you what they think you'll like. And maybe, maybe yesterday I was searching how to fix a toilet and now it's like it's like cool that's all i i've done that i that's not my new hobby and but the algorithm algorithm thinks that i'm doing that for a while and it just keeps showing me that shit and so that feels weird too it's where it's like i know i just want to see shirley had an update of some new project that she did i want to see that I, I want that to show up in my feed because i follow her and and really want to see that not just some random person that you've think I will like. And so I think that's made it a lot difficult for that. And then I want to come back to something that you said too, that really sparked for me was you're kind of saying that you felt the social norm essentially for like, if you did a podcast or interview video, whatever it is that you feel inclined, you're almost have to share that. Nobody said that you have to, by the yeah. way, but yeah, yeah. it's this, it, yeah, it's like this internal pressure that I think a lot of that comes up. There's no rule book for this stuff. And the thing is, is like, you'll have friends who post like, I'm just going to pick on Instagram. They'll post like 10 photos, like all at once. And people would be like, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. You should save them like, you know, once every couple hours or whatever. And it's like, whose rules this? Like, I'm going to use the platform for what I want to do it for. And I think that there is these weird social things that came into play, but there's not really a said rule book for how to use these platforms. Closest to rule book, I guess, is how the algorithm, like, algorithms are implemented. And so people are like, to beat the algorithm, you do X, Y, Z, I guess. And that's exhausting, yeah. though. Like, that's, like, tiring yeah. to be like, oh, if I post at this time or I, you know, get people to comment or like, and it, it's just like, that to me is where it's very exhausting. It's like, no, yeah. I just want some like to show off what I've done, get some like feedback, you know, people say, oh, you've tried this or whatever, like connect on that level. I think that's cool. But yeah, I don't really care if a thousand people like my photo or, you know, engage with it. It's like, that's not really what it's about. Or I don't want to like spend time curating a perfect profile like that. That to me is just like, that's not really, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I was just going to say like, like all those points you made about like I, I kind of remember YouTube when it first started and do you remember like it was just like very basic like people would just come look at a camera and they'd just be talking there'd be like no like animations or or maybe there'd be like a very cheesy intro in the beginning and but they'd just be talking you know and it's like if you like I, I, I suggest everyone to go back like look for a video posted like that like Kev Jumba's first videos or whatever it's like it's like very nostalgic and just very chill. But nowadays, there's a lot of this, I would almost say like, it feels templatized, like, like, oh, like, make sure you like and subscribe at the end of this video. And, and like, they do a little jingle jangle. And, you know, they like, space it out very, very cleverly and stuff. It's Yeah, yeah. It, at some point, it gets kind of exhausting. And this like, if you want to participate, you feel like you might, you almost have to adhere to that. Uh, I, I don't know. Like social Go media ahead. has become its own economy, really. So, and I think that's a struggle we're, we're all talking about here, which is I just want to post something, but there's like rules and all these things because you're compared against people whose job it is to post on social media. And mm -hmm. wow, that really great looking selfie of them wasn't a great selfie because they have a whole camera crew that like follows them around and takes pictures for them because that's their job is to do that. 
so like we're comparing ourselves against that or YouTube who entire movies and, and films are made on uh, and TV shows are made on YouTube and we're trying to compare against that because like but that's their job and that's I think where social media has kind of gone gone awry a little bit where it used to be fun and enjoyable but now it's like this economy of attention where you know like I just want to say something but people are like ah uh, yeah but it's not polished enough and if you don't have enough followers then it becomes a point of why post it at all because no one's going to see it hence you're trying to get to that point where you have an audience but to get there it takes polish and yeah it's one of those to what end like again this is why i only use social media generally for tech stuff or career stuff because i'm like at least there there's something there i can see it's harder to quantify that value but at least i i can justify that time being put in a little bit but yeah just for fun and like you said surely trying to make like the curated instagram profile i just for, for what you know like to, to what end so i have maybe a little bit of mixed feels I, I actually shouldn't say that because i do agree heavily on like a lot of what you just said Jem. um i think one thing that i've actually liked or maybe appreciated on some of the aspects of the quality is that you start to maybe want to get better at that not everyone right like someone's just like i just want to jump on and say something but i also like that some of these things it's like you're learning how to produce like a podcast let's just start there is like i remember our first episode it was like we had no idea what we we're doing um the quality's gotten better we've learned a lot and to me that journey has been so powerful like i love that it's like taught me so many things that I wouldn't have really needed to learn or I don't know, really gone down that it was just more like, I want this to continue to get better. And so I think there's some of that quality is a good thing and, and can drive some of that innovation or just like making improvements to your own content. But I also see the like negative to that too, where it's like now everybody feels like they need to be at that level. And then it might deter people from doing that or discourage them, get frustrated. And that sucks. Like it, cause it, that does take, the fun out of it i'm curious with you know we've talked a lot about of our like us being on social media do you all feel like you've spent too much time on social media jam i'm assuming you're good but you know i'd be curious on each of your thoughts like i said i don't spend a lot of time on it my my challenge i have with linkedin twitter um all these other inbound ways of being in contact with human being it i've thought a lot about this in the past year and like i realize my introversion is like i am a like a written introvert like i i think very carefully about what i write and talking i'm fine i'll talk to you all day but if you ask me to write you something i'll think very critically about that and like i think i'm more introverted that that way so for me sometimes it's like being in the middle of a web of just all these different ways of communicating with me so there's like Text messages, Slack, um, email, LinkedIn messages, Twitter messages. I'm sure there's more. But as a manager, especially like I'm dealing with so many inbound communications all the time. And then you add on these other messages and ways of getting a hold of me. Like it's just like it's sometimes it's really overwhelming. And I just have to be like, I'm going to respond to my text messages in three days. I'm going to let them queue up. And then when I'm in the mood, I just knock them all out at once. And I just gotten a little bit slower about responding because I'm like, it's not critical. But for me, I think that's the challenge is like there's, I'm like almost too connected to people, which is a good and a bad thing. And I always try to respond to everybody, which puts like a weird pressure on me. I don't need to, but I do. But it also like, it's more work in the long run. So if it were up to me, I would like drop it all. But to me, the, the benefits slightly outweigh the, the cons on, on all these uh, platforms. Jim, you want to know what one of the best things is of not being a manager right now? Not not dealing with Slack messages. Like, honestly, I think actually, Jem and I went out for dinner and we were t we just kind of went on this like rabbit hole of Slack and like how people are communicating on it. And that to me, I do not miss at all right mm -hmm. now. It's like, it was just, there's too much of it at like, and it's it's there's no break on it either right like you'll get messages you know early morning late in the evening weekends whatever it's just kind of like it's not even people are necessarily expecting you to respond similar to shirley it's like there's no rules it's just like that own internal feeling like ah, mm -hmm. i need to respond so i'm actually happy to hear gem say you know 
that's not critical. I'll get back to you in two or three days. Like it's not, I don't have to immediately respond. Um, to me, that's amazing. Like you're setting a great boundary and like, I think everyone needs to do that. We, nothing is critical. I mean, you, I'm sure Jem, you get some messages that are like, uh, Jem, I'd kind of like a response now, but you will probably respond to that yeah. if needed. But if it's just like, you know, Hey, like, what are you up to this weekend? And you're like, it's Monday. I'll, I'll, I'll respond on like Wednesday or Thursday and say, Hey, here's my plans. Like, you know, there, there's certain types of messages that you'll respond to quicker. I'm sure. I also really, really like Jem's term of written introvert, because I really, really, really uh, relate to that of like, um, I think maybe it's it's because like, once it's written and sent out, it feels so permanent. I know, like we have like, for a lot of messaging apps, we now have like undo. But um, for me, I think maybe this is also why I prefer DMs to e- actual email. But what you've described, I I, I forgot even that part about social media of like all of the like plethora of like, why, why did each of these platforms build DMs? I mean, I I get why, but it just like, it, it is, it really is that same feeling of feeling overwhelmed. And, and it actually makes me not want to reply to anything because I'm so overwhelmed. Um, and actually something that you said reminded me that I think, um, that in combination with like kind of Ryan's original, original question, like prompt of a lot of people, like original, original, um, uh, of, <laughs> of people this year being like, I'm done with social media. I've been, I've been wondering, I've been trying to think of like, what is it about this past year? I have some clues, at least from a Twitter perspective. Um, but I've been trying to figure out like what it is about this past year. Um, that has been triggering people to be like, I want to be less online. Um, and then for me personally, it has been, I don't know if it's because of the time in my life um, where I feel like I'm in a very transitional phase. I don't know if it's like my age where I'm suddenly like all of my friends are starting to have babies or have had babies. And, um, <laughs> and that means that I don't have the kind of like, you know, we used to be like as friends, we used to be each other's priorities and understandably, like I'm not their priority anymore, which like, I totally respect that. Um, but it has made me think a lot more about like the different, um, levels of, um, like what I would want to prioritize for, communication like similar to how we think about like our family and then our closest friends and then like our like you know a a little bit more extended friends and then acquaintances a lot of these um social media platforms feel like i'm um feel like communication with acquaintances or even like potentially pure strangers um and i realized that for a really long time especially on twitter i was giving more time to communication with strangers very friendly very it's sometimes very helpful strangers because like i might tweet a question about a tech and they're they're like responding back or they're responding back about um something i posted and they're like oh that's really good work or something like that and and i and i again feel the obligation to be like thank you so much but they're relative strangers um where whereas like because I'm spending so much time on that, I'm much less responsible to my friends and my family. That should be my priority. Um, and I think that that's a lot of what's shifted in the past year for me of like, um, I've stopped posting as much, um, on all of these platforms and platforms. And I've stopped being as responsive on them too, because, um, if I think about like my, I don't know, like a water tank of, um written introversion and like if if that's a limit um then maybe i want to save more of that for like for my friends and for my family um and so that's that's a lot of what that made me think of yeah i I don't know if this is true of me but i think i'm the complete opposite (laughs) i i don't think when i post truthfully that much like uh when i post on reddit make a mistake people downvote Huh, that one wasn't very popular. I think I'll just delete that comment and <laughs> no one will ever know. It'll be a mystery forever. Um, that's, that's me. But um, but I actually, I'll say I, I did quit Instagram, like in terms of like posting and Twitter um, 
Twitter just because I, I, I don't know what to post. Like, I, I'm just really bad at it. But actually for Instagram, the reason I quit it is like, you know, I love like keeping in touch with my friends and what that's happening in their lives. But it might just be me, but it kind of ruins. I feel like it ruins it when I like meet them up. I'm like, oh, what's up? Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw you did that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, you know it. All right, that's cool. And like, it's just like it takes. I, I don't know. Like, it sounds weird. I feel like it takes I'm just the mystery to, out. Like, I, I'm. It's like I don't know. I'm not trying to make my like my life more adventurous by like, you know, like not keeping in touch with them. But I just feel like meeting up with them is like a lot more fun when you don't know what's going on in their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, sometimes it's a little. It's like a little shocking. Like, oh, I had a kid. Like, oh, you had a kid. Like you didn't see all the Instagram? Like, nope, did not, did not know that. But it's like more exciting. So I don't know. Like that's, I just don't feel like I need to be always plugged into others mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm gonna make time to see them eventually, and that's when we'll reconnect. You know, and it's it's not like, it's like you know, I I'm just trying to focus on myself. Well said, Augustus. I like yeah. that. Thank, thank you, Golly Jeez. <laughs> Uh, before we dive into picks, I would love to even hear each of your thoughts on, like, what do you think the future of uh, social media is? Like, when you actually think about social media, you know, yes, I mentioned forums count and everything and forums have been around for a long time. But we're, we're looking at social media has been around like 10, 15 years, like, and we're already having problems with it. And it's not gonna be any different. I, I or like, my prediction is like, I mean, it's just going to get worse. Um, but like, what are your predictions kind of thinking even a year out? Like, what's the future of some of the platforms we're looking at? Do we have yet another text-based one, like another Twitter? I'm not sure. I hope not. Um, I guess I'll, and hopefully, I'll try to answer really quickly about what I've been hearing a lot of people say, which I think goes back to one of the things we were saying about how um, the algorithm has made it so stressful to like, if our whole point of social media was to try and keep people in our lives updated, then the algorithm kind of really fucked with that. And I've heard a few people say that like blogs are coming back, which I find really interesting. And similarly, like newsletters. Um, and uh, personally, I've really, really enjoyed uh, writing my like longer form um newsletters and then getting like you know i can't always respond to them but like getting the emails back that like of people responding like quality responses to what i've sent out and i've really been enjoying that um and also actually on a similar vein um i don't think twitter is as dead in like i i feel like a lot of when i was in europe a lot of people still use it and when i was in japan it's like nothing has happened nothing has changed um like i think it's it might very it feels kind of like a very american and very tech thing. Um, the whole thing that happened, I think a lot of, because of all that happened with the 2020 election and a lot of what happened, wait, no, 2016, mm, the elections. And I think what happened with Musk, I think it feels like a lot of other parts of the world is still like Twitter is still their main thing. I mean, surely, I I think just to chime in on the Twitter thing, too, is like people are still using it heavily. Like a lot of the people in the tech community that were like, I'm done, I'm jumping to Mastodon, Blue Sky, you know, whatever other one was hot that week. They're back, right? Like they're back on there. Um, I do think it's changed. Like it's not the same Twitter that we really all kind of maybe romanticize about where it was like, yeah, we met all these amazing people. We connected. Um, It's not that anymore. And I think in some ways it was like everybody jumping ship on like Elon Musk taking over. Yes, that was a mess. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not going to say that that wasn't, but I think a lot of the problem was too, is now everyone's on a different one. Like you might've chose that blue sky or threads or whatever. And, and so it's kind of dispersed. People are still out there posting things, but it's just not on that same platform Mm -hmm. or some have migrated back, but it's just, it hasn't felt the same for a while. I'll, I'll say like some of my experience being at Twitch and then other things like one thing that we've I've definitely seen even from like Twitch's perspective is like 
um, you know, we, we actually categorize, categorize different platforms as like long form content or short form content. Twitch is traditionally seen as long form content because a live stream is long. And we've definitely seen like, especially with like younger generations, like shorter form content is what people prefer. Um, and, you know, Twitch was like, we eventually launched stories, check it out, you know, uh, we launched that at TwitchCon, but we were kind of late to the game. And it's definitely like very apparent that like, as time goes on, people, I, I don't want to say they're getting more picky about what they're watching, but they're not going to, it's like, you'd have to be very deliberate in what you're showing to get someone to watch an entire thing. Um, so I feel, I, I don't know how far that's going to go, but I feel like over time, that's going to continue. And then the other thing that I definitely noticed is this authenticity of like the content that you're seeing. Like how do, how how will that get improved? There's like social media apps that try to like prioritize this. Like uh, there's one called Be Real, where it's literally like it will like notify you, hey, take a picture right now. Like like just quickly take a picture. It's like it gives you like a one to two minute window to take the picture, or you can't take a picture that day. And the whole goal of it is be real I, I don't know how real people are in this one to two minute window i tried it i i took a picture of the floor and my one my one friend who saw it was like dude why'd you take that i'm like i didn't have enough time it, it just I, I didn't know what to do so you know it's like i don't know how successful it will be but i i feel like i can see that headed in that direction especially with like ai and what is achievable these days it's like very crazy of what you can fake and stuff I want to be Augustus's be real friend. If if I don't have I don't have a be real, but I want to see Augustus's floor. I, I'll be honest. After that one, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is too much pressure. My my quick take is, um, I, I think in twenty twenty four we're we're gonna hit like content overload. We talk about uh, AI, like I guess you just mentioned AI and using that to uh, create content. Ryan, I think you did a demo of like you created a part of an episode just using AI to recreate your voice and things like that. We'll see a lot more of that. Um, I think one of my last picks was about AI written content becoming more and more believable because um, you can just generate entire fake profiles, fake people. Uh, so I think we're going to hit a, a limit on like fake content and that that push for authenticity will will rise because when everybody can just produce high quality content or high quality content, then like what is good content at that point? So that that's my prediction. I think it'll take a few years to play out, but we'll see definitely more of that in, in the in the coming future. Yeah, I love that you said that, Jem. I think that we're already seeing snippets of that in just in some of the content that's out there. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pick on TikTok for that. Uh, is I think that there's more people trying to almost get away from that. Like Instagram is absolutely like the high quality, like you got to make sure that it's perfect. Um, that's where it, what it feels like. TikTok seems to be like going the other direction or at least the content creators. Like you see people like, taking a video of themselves talking in their car to give you more of that illusion like hey i'm on the go i'm i'm not you know sitting in a studio trying to to build this piece of content so i think people are starting to do that more i think another thing that i love augustus brought up was like short form and long term or short form and long form content i think with advertisers my guess is like i'm starting to see things like tiktok which was short form encouraging more long form like i think they've up to I, I can't remember what the was it 10 minutes for the video or even or an hour or something ridiculous but it's also so that now like it's same as what youtube did is you can now shove ads in the middle of the content right like you're in the middle of a show it's like the same as we grew up on cable tv it's like all right i'm in the middle of my show and then i got the 10 minute you know 10 minutes in and i got a commercial break and i feel like that's like gonna happen more and more these platforms need to make money they're they're leaning on ads. That's that's a big revenue uh, generator. So I think that we'll see more of those things. Like, yes, we had short form, but like, wait, is that working for ads? Maybe, but if it's not, how do we get more ads? Cool. All right. Well, that seems like a good place to, you know, leave our episode and dive into picks of things that we found interesting. And want to share with you all, Augustus? You want to start us off? Sure. Thank you. I would love to go. Um, yeah, my first pick, I might have picked it before, but I wanted to pick it again. Uh, it's the Have I Been Pwned 
com website. This is a great website to know if you've been, um, if one of your emails or personal information was exposed in a data breach. And there was a really, really big one. There was a massive one that happened recently. Um, so, um, you know, just, just, you know, make sure, make sure to keep your identity safe and like, just be informed of yourself, you know, implement 2FA. I can't stress that enough. Um, yeah, I care about it because my name's pretty unique. So, um, but yeah, everyone should. Um, and then my second pick um, is actually from the podcast called Call Her Daddy. Uh, there's this episode. Uh, yeah, I, I I wasn't sure. You know, my uh, my uh, fiance she she was like, oh yeah, there's this great episode on Call Her Daddy. I was like, what is this about? But um, anyways, they have an episode. Uh, called about navigating friendships and i just thought it was such a great episode talking about like what it's like when you're an adult and how do you prioritize friendships and how do you even go about you know setting those boundaries or expectations like when you become an adult a lot of i'm realizing there's a lot of stuff happening and it's hard to make time for everyone and everything and you know spoiler you can't make time for everything so you really need to like set those expectations and sometimes you have to do it with your friends. So check that out. Right on. Shirley, what do you have for us? Yeah, I love Augustus's picks. Um I, I feel like I feel like um like the first one is so helpful. And then the second one is I feel like so relevant to our conversation about social media and where we spend our time and how we prioritize our time. Um mine's not that serious. Um so um Last month, uh, uh, Netflix put out Pokemon Concierge. Uh, I don't know if people have seen it. Um, it is so. I hear Augustus typing. It is stop motion. Um, I think it's like four episodes. It is adorable. Like, it is beautiful. Um, it hits all of the nostalgia, but also hits um, uh, if you love beautifully crafted things. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not a salesperson and I'm really bad at pitches. Um, but if you like Pokemon, um, it's... Wow, I'm really bad at pitches. If you like Pokemon, please go see it. Um, and then uh, the second pick I have is uh, in a very similar vein. Um, I don't know if people have seen uh, Miyazaki's latest film, his quote unquote last film, his like fifth last film that he came out of retirement for, which <laughs> um, is called Boy and the Heron. Um, I um, would love to hear your thoughts about it if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it. Um, I think it's worth watching for the beautiful um, cinematography, which is a weird word to say for an animated film but um it was beautiful uh and i don't think i can say much more uh, without spoiling the plot um and my last pick is a um chinese artist that i came across uh last uh, actually a few years ago and got to see an exhibition of his last year um and his name is tai guotang tai guotang there we go tai guotang I'll, I'll 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 put the link in. Um and he is really cool in that uh his medium is gunpowder and fire and uh so his medium is um uh, I think one of the most publicly known work that he's been commissioned to do is uh the fireworks uh during the 2008 Beijing Olympics that was all these fireworks of these big footsteps arriving at the stadium um but uh my favorite work from him is a work called Sky Ladder um where he um I see Jen nodding, uh, where he, it's been like a 20 year project that he was finally able to realize, I think in 2016 for his, um, grandma, I think for his grandma's 100th birthday or 105th birthday or something like that. Um, where he built this, um, like ladder and put all the, I, I guess, fireworks along it and then lit it up and let it uh drift up to the sky um absolutely beautiful uh and there's a documentary uh about it on netflix this was a very netflix 
heavy set of picks. <laughs> Jem, what do you have for us? Oh, plus one Skyladder. It's it's amazing. It's like stunning. Um, worth worth a watch for sure. Uh, I have three picks today, and for some reason they're all about AI. I don't know. Maybe I've been on a kick. Um, the first one is uh, a blog from uh, Simon. Share everything. Uh, Simon Wilson, uh, the person who last year coined the term uh, hallucinations from from AI. Just one of those things. But it's a good rundown of stuff. Or the blog title is called "Stuff We Figured Out About AI in 2023." And for me, who's not super plugged into the space, it's a really good overview of kind of just the advances in in AI that have been happening. It's one of those spaces that every month something changes, so it's it's pretty hard to keep up. So this is a pretty good um, just overview of all the things that have happened and kind of where we're headed in AI. My second pick is also about AI, but this one's about the New York Times lawsuit against OpenAI and Microsoft. So I guess for those who don't know, New York Times is suing OpenAI and Microsoft for essentially well, stealing their content and being able to reproduce it without attribution and license. So the the link I put in the show notes is like actually the brief they filed with the court, which normally like you're like, well, am I going to read a court brief? That's really dry. It's a really good rundown of like how AI works, how LLMs work in a really digestible way. Because remember, they're writing for a judge who does not know technology. So like it's really, really approachable. And then New York Times goes into why this is copyright theft, why uh, modern AI models are stealing from them uh, in, in their in their view. And it's a really good, uh, you know, intellectual debate about AI and like we all this stuff we take for granted and how they actually train their models and things like that. So one, the implications of this lawsuit will be like, it's really going to change the industry one way or the other. Uh, two, it's a really approachable read. New York Times, of course, being uh, writers are, are really good at writing. So if even if you just read the first couple of pages, you're probably going to learn a lot about the the space. Uh, and my third pick is more on the come on uh, side of things. Uh, it's about a for those who who know me or listen or front end happy hour regulars. I'm a big fan of Formula One. Um, generally, all things racing, I'll probably watch it if it's on. So there's a Formula E team. So Formula E is the um, I guess if you want to call it Formula One, but all uh, electric. So not as fast and hasn't really caught on it as well, but still doing interesting. Anyways, I digress. Uh, there's a Formula E team that hired a uh, virtual AI influencer, which is also on the rise too, which like, we didn't even touch on it in this episode of social media. But they've now fired, if you can fire a virtual AI influencer, because they, they hired this woman to be a virtual influencer in a, in a sport that like does not have good gender representation. Like it's, it's atrocious. So they got all this backlash because they're like, we need more women in the sport and in the field in general. And you, instead of hiring one, you just hired a fake one instead. Like it, it's just ridiculous. So they deserve all the flack they, they got for that. But Holy. that's more in the, come on, come on. Uh, and those are my picks. Jeez. Yeah. Good call on that one. Being like almost an anti pick at that point, Jim. <sighs> Jeez. All right. I have two picks. Um, there's one actually they're they're both related for this topic um the one is a podcast episode from the podcast uh fluster clucks uh it, it's really about like it's more a parenting type podcast um but they do this episode and it's not very long it's on the mastering the skill of disappointing people and to me this is very relevant for us in the social media world where gem said it like i'm getting messages all the time i can't you know keep up or respond like it's setting boundaries right like it's like you can't respond to everything you can't feel like you have to and so some of it is just like recognizing and building your own boundaries um but they they share some really good insights in that and i think it was like 15 minutes like it's not a long listen um so it's worth checking that one out and then uh you know since we're talking social media i was like wait i can you know tell you to subscribe to my youtube channel to get my drone videos um so i have a link in the show notes if you actually do want to 
to see some of those videos, um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. It feels so weird to say, but I just did it. I, do, I feel like I need to be like, I've heard, I've seen YouTubers be like, mash that like button and like subscribe. Like I, I'm learning all the lingo now. I've just been slow on like watching a lot of YouTube, but lately I have been. So there you go. Um, welcome to social media episode on Front End Happy Hour. Well, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to our episode. Uh, you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at FrontEndHH. You can follow us on Twitter at FrontEndHH, FrontEndHappyHour.com, really whatever you like to subscribe to podcasts on. Any last words? No, there's Un no keywords. Unfollow. Twix. <laughs> Twix. I love it.